Hello world! We're Yulia and Ina, curious and passionate teachers and lifelong learners. We're co-hosting this podcast to talk about how we live and learn, encourage and teach. We'll share how we move countries and cultures and how we adapt to change and mentalities. Basically, how we live and learn. I'm really, really happy to have an opportunity to talk to you. And uh, since we have it scheduled uh, on a weekly basis, now I'm really happy that I have this opportunity because I do miss uh, talking with uh, the person who I worked with for... um, Let's not count. Let's not count. Okay. Okay. A couple of years. A couple of couples of couples of years. That would be close. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So why did we decide? Can can we go through the the origin of the name? Why did we decide to be Live and Learn first? Oh, well, first of all, because what we do in life is Live and Learn. And this is something that um, I guess quite well describes what we do on a daily basis, just normally. We live and learn. And um, if you ask me, what have you been up to this week? I've been living and learning. These are things that no, normally we do, right? And uh, also learning is such a big part of my life that uh, if I'm not learning anything, my life lacks something important. And so, yeah, what I normally do is live and learn. What about you? Uh, yeah, I, I keep, keep thinking that I normally pronounce that when I talk to other people who do not know me. So, and this is per- probably the case that a lot of people who might not know me that well to be listening to the podcast eventually. Uh, I normally say that, you know, this identity question, who are you? So what, what, depending on what you say to the person, who are you, what are you? That's the very first fundamental philosophical question. But depending on what you're answering and what is the context for that, you're describing yourself and you're setting the the, the first breaks of your image, right? To the person who doesn't know you. Exactly. And, uh, um, so who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> uh, so I normally say that I'm a professional teacher because I'm a professional learner. Oh, nice. This is something that I came up with comparatively not in the so distant past. But I think that actually summarizes uh, what I'm doing in various spheres of my life, including professional, private, and uh, hobbies, interests, and so on and so on, whatnot. And uh, even the last interview I had for the international uh, membership, which was a disaster, I mean, the, the, the association itself, but they asked me, so what do you do? And that's exactly what I say. I, I keep on learning and I keep on helping people to learn, to grow, to empower them to new skills and so on. And she said, like, 
in a three sentences later, she said, but what is your greatest achievement so far? That I'm still capable of learning from every situation, growing in every situation. And she said, well, yeah, yeah, I understand that. But what's your achievement? Hmm. And then I understand we, just, we, we do not talk on the same level of values in, at this moment. And that's right. And so when the person says, well, well, I understand, but which means you don't understand. Okay, okay let, let me paraphrase but, for you. <laughs> okay, can I explain that better? Mm -hmm. Let me try to explain you better. I think the greatest achievement is that I've been learning for so many years. I keep on learning and I still feel curious about it because the curious is at the heart of learning. Effective learning. So wow. how about being in the... Uh, talking about what what's in uh, <laughs> what lies behind live and learn concept and what what is behind the effective learning then? You mentioned curiosity and uh, well, no cat was hurt during recording this episode. No, curiosity did not kill the cat. Curiosity is something that. Uh, lets you be alive in the process of uh, learning something new. Really be curious, be alive, be open to something that comes on your way. Something comes on your way and you're like, oh, what is it? Oh, wow. Surprise, openness, still curiosity eagerness to learn the subject and uh, when people say learning is hard I just don't believe it learning is not hard if you're curious about the object you're learning do you kids ever say it's hard to learn something new when they're That's small they learn how to walk is it hard uh, well, maybe it is. You don't get it immediately in a smooth way. You don't just um, go out and walk and never fall. It doesn't work like that. Does it mean learning to walk is hard? It's a process. You live by doing that. So that's what it is to me. That's live and learn to me. Yeah, but the connotation of live and learn presumes that you have a little epiphany that something was missing in your picture of life. And uh, do you like, mean that you have to learn something because you're missing something? No, no, no. You don't know what, enough. I, I, I just checked the Urban Dictionary just five minutes before we, we went on. Or you're okay. too curious. You checked the Urban Dictionary and... It says that uh, this phrase uh, describes a little epiphany on something that um, I can check the exact definition, but something close to that uh, that you missed and you are a little, you, you are showing the funny moment of your genius something like this I, I i can even you know sorry and that's the definition of uh live and learn uh-huh 
I have it actually here. Okay, just a couple of links. Yeah, okay. People. So the context being that you missed you missed on something in your life and then you are eager to to fill the gap somehow. Yeah, but you are showing like, that just look like how you feel funny there's not enough. Just okay. live and learn. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I think I'm not putting that connotation into the phrase. It's much more optimistic to me, live and learn. Uh, I hardly ever say this phrase when I discover something that uh, I didn't know before and I'm like, oh, live and learn with this teaching mode on now. It's rather about curiosity to me too. Like live and learn, live and discover something new. Exactly. Rather exactly. That. And that, that is the uh, curiosity of, uh, for example, finding out the derivation of the words which we normally use, but we never thought uh, it, it was coming or it was originally from. Like, for example, the word oval. That was a live and learn situation. It's wonderful. Like, how many years were you? When you <laughs> yeah, like how old were you? How old were you? And the next question is, okay, how old am I? <laughs> because I just learned it. Yeah, but this is a phrase is, uh, I am today uh, old when I learned. When I learned that I, I was comes from oval or something like this yeah mm -hmm. uh, because the oval comes from the word uovo which is the uovo uh, which is the egg Latin, and uh, Latin, right and it's still in italian exactly uovo uh, in, in French, italian uh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> anyway we know that we know uh, all the race right do we we do and they come from the very same stem from, from the word egg yeah and uh, well so this is something you use and you don't think of <laughs> you don't think of and uh, then it's a pleasure to discover things and uh, when people who amuse me really and uh, now I'm gonna be skeptical, critical, snobbish, whatever you call it. People who amuse me are people who are being so serious about knowing the language. And so, so you teach English. Do you know all English? Like, have you learned all the English language? Have you the mastered whole, it? The whole, the whole of it, language. yeah. Have you mastered it completely so that you can teach it? And uh, I'm amused, honestly, first of all, because you can never learn the language completely. The language is such a creature that is alive, that is changing, that and is evolving. moving somewhere, evolving. Yeah, okay. Uh, Yulia being a specialist and expert in language democratization can tell more. I just feel that uh, it's a never-ending process. So just saying, okay, I've learned all the language means you don't know how language works at all. Yeah. And then... <laughs> but the funny thing that these type of people, uh, they have kind of a mindset 
to ask this question not because they uh, don't know how the language works. They don't know you, so they don't don't trust like what kind of specialist right. are you. In this case, for this mindset, people people with this mindset, I think it's important to like when I hear this, I understand that now it's time to talk certificates wise. Because if people oh, yeah, are it can asking, help. if people are asking uh, of that, I normally say, well, at least Cambridge says that. Because I do have this certificate That's, of yeah, Cambridge. This is nice. That's yes. not me. That's not me. That's Cambridge who says that. And actually, that was a uh, turning point, a milestone in my, uh, not career, but in my understanding of myself, it was when I got my first uh, advanced level English uh, certificate, and then the next year, or like in 18 months, I got the uh, proficiency uh, certification in uh, Cambridge testing, right? So then I understood, I started to believe myself that I do know English. And that was like five years before, before I made a PhD in English. So that actually was a, a point in which I understood that, okay, this is how much I know, but this is how much the language evolves, and that is exactly what I'm going to study. That was beautiful. And, well, basically, I think uh, in this case, those people uh, who want to hear the um, licenses, certificates, uh, uh, I don't know, disciplines. Like the what? question basically is, who are you to teach me? Yeah. The, the funny thing is when I start describing what I am, I normally just send a link to the LinkedIn, then no questions arise. In most cases, just doesn't, doesn't Okay. Help. Still, okay. Now uh, we can uh, link something as well in the description to this episode, but also a bit of uh, uh, the things, details about who we are, I think, uh, won't uh, be Hurt. bad at all. Uh, yeah, won't hurt, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, we mentioned a bit that uh, we've known each other for quite a lot uh, of time. It's we've March uh, worked 2007. Okay. I'm bad with numbers, so I I'm trust good. you. <laughs> oh, super. <laughs> then, uh, so we've uh, worked together when we still lived back in Ukraine. And uh, could you tell more about uh, the academy we worked for and uh, what brought us together? Uh, I even know the person who brought us together. <laughs> Hi, Masha. <laughs> the link below. Yeah, the link below. Um, the uh, academy we worked together was actually a very interesting place for me to grow into a uh, professional because that was the um, third job I had by the time, but the first official one, the one that actually says I'm the teacher. Uh, and uh, it was an interesting place where I think that I'm grateful for being able to work with a cohort of really curious specialists who wanted to live and learn and teach people to live and learn. 
product placement of our podcast here. Um, because I think we were so free of choosing the uh, methodology, the, the uh, materials as we were, and because we had a lack of the materials and lack of the professional literature at that time in, in Ukraine. So we had to create a lot. And I remember, and I really appreciate the time when we worked together in one group or in uh, groups together. Yeah, with a couple of groups. With, yeah, with a couple of groups together. And we were sharing every time before we created something, we created a new podcast. Do you remember that's actually since since when we started working with podcasts? Uh, the uh, special English podcast, the business English podcast, the cases, how we were implementing the professional development together right in place because we had an opportunity to test a case study approach, a blended learning approach, a testing approach, or introducing the international levels. Into yeah, and the all that before it was a trend. Before, way before it was a trend. And uh, I think that was a beautiful time of uh, being able to act as we agreed as a team. I always remember ourselves being a great team that we moved forward and there was no stopbacks within the team, as, as far as I remember. So we had this, yeah. what, four mm -hmm. or five people who were doing things sincerely to improve the learning experience of our students. Yeah, true. And uh, who were always... Um available for um, advice for some extra materials and uh, it's hard to like to overestimate how much time we spent actually preparing extra materials for these lessons never saying oh it was hard work but always encouraged and encouraging and it worked as for the courses we uh, had at that time i remember i had uh, both general english and uh, business english together with you yeah what about you which courses did you have um the funny thing that i had on the, the first semester of general english when the uh, the faculty didn't know what i do and what i can and I remember that there was another person who was set uh, to have a higher level group. Uh, but it only took one semester to, to make it all work. Uh, and since then, um, I spent nine years teaching business English international economics. So we, we were doing, um, I guess, intermediate and upper intermediate of the market leader. So we were actually doing business English. And after that, we started doing professional English with them. So their fourth and fifth year. So that was a actually the um, uh, their professional language. And then the latest, uh, their fifth course, we did academic writing with them and intercultural communication with some of the groups. So that was the nine year, year by year, improving the... Uh, and these, 
Mm -hmm. and, and so these courses are something that uh, you later continue doing for other academies, universities, etc. I mean, well, academic yeah. writing and international communication. So these mm -hmm. are courses that actually are the love of your life uh, when it yeah, comes to English te uh, teaching for specific yeah. purposes. True. All right. And true. that was the time as well when uh, you were, uh, you had this initiative to make us teachers go through uh, Cambridge certification. I'm grateful for you to uh, to you for doing that and uh, this is something that still uh, has a great role in self presentation as a teacher and uh, oh. the certificates are still on a cv and uh, still attract attention of uh, employers and potential employers so this is something that at that time was um, provoked i would say by uh, pure interest and uh, energy to do that and it worked and it continues working so then um, the next step of my career in teaching languages i would say was uh, starting to learn and teach italian which was in 2010 when I just uh, started learning Italian and 2012, I started teaching. It was, uh, I, yeah, it was how, a leap. How did it all come to your life? By chance. I oh, know, I mean, like, how did you start learning Italian? Where? By chance. <laughs> I will tell more. I will tell more. And uh, we could link the uh, University for Foreigners in Reggio Calabria, Dante Alighieri, as well, uh, in the description of the episode. Uh, the, but when I say by chance, uh, I mean this because it was not my decision to start learning Italian. We were going to Italy with a colleague of mine uh, from the same uh, academy where we worked together and uh, somehow with an illusion to be able to discuss all the professional issues with the university in English as it was a university for foreigners. So we had this illusion to be able to discuss everything in English because we remembered at that time that English was the language of international communication. Only part of which is true and uh, nothing of which is true about Italy. So in Italy, you have to learn Italian. That's why I say by chance, it wasn't my choice at that time. But having come to the south of Italy and uh, having discovered that English is not considered to be the language of international communication there, I started learning Italian. And uh, then I fell in love with the language, the culture, and uh, we'll tell more in one of the further episodes. Keep <laughs> listening and stay tuned. And uh, this, yeah, mm -hmm. more music, Italian as well is to follow. And uh, yeah, so then I was, uh, I would say, greedy not to uh, stop. Like uh, I started learning, it was a big effort. And so I decided that 
I actually would continue because um, stopping there would have been a mistake. Yet continuing was a great choice, I think, and I still think it was uh, one of the best decisions to continue learning Italian. And that turned into another part of a profession. So I'm both an Italian teacher and uh, an English teacher. Now online, still before it became a trend. Talking about certificates, says who? So Talking about certificates, uh, yeah. CTU, Dante Alighieri University. You made a tremendous effort because the time which took you to learn Italian and uh, the opportunity to live within the uh, native speaking environment and then accomplishing the what level so you're you're having like uh, all C2, the levels. yeah i've got i've got all the levels uh, completing with uh, c2 as well as uh, corso per docenti d'italiano per stranieri and uh, it's a certification of uh, teachers of italian as a second language Again, from the very same university. From the very same university, Dante Alighieri, Reggio Calabria. And um, yeah. Thank you, the university, for, uh, hi, and for, great, for great. all this uh, input. Absolutely. Into yeah, that's true. Uh, and um, in case of uh, Italian, even more than with English for me, it was a combination of living and learning because even during the first day, it was really live and learn, live in the country, in the Italian speaking environment and learn, go to university, have lessons, uh, conjugate your verbs. Yeah, like order do whatever, pizza. order a pizza. Gelato. Uh, think that uh, picante is something that uh, you understand, but then find out that in Italian it's uh, much, much, much hotter than you would think picante might mean. And uh, learning from the environment, learning to live, living to learn, all of that together. Aww. It's, uh, yeah, wonderful memories and uh, best regards to all our Italian friends who will come to visit again when this lockdown is over. Wait for us. Live and learn meanwhile. Yeah, that, that is a beautiful university and thank you very much for inviting me uh, over one of the summers because I was so happy to uh, live and learn with you for a couple of years there and um, I always have a warm place in my heart uh, for this particular place, for these people. And uh, yet I didn't make a choice to continue learning Italian up to C2 level. I still have my B1 level of Italian and the opportunity to, or a capability to talk Italian to Italian people. And uh, a couple so of what years you after... Your wine to do lots of things in Italian that actually allow you to feel the culture. Exactly. And uh, however, in a couple of years later, I actually was a visiting professor to the Foggia University, and 
apart from all the people to represent the university, there were three tasks to be able to represent the image of the university, the internalization laboratory, like the, to, to make the context to establish this, and to be able to speak Italian. So basically out of all the university, this you were the only skills, one who, skill set, uh, right? as a visiting professor, could speak Italian. Mm -hmm. And that was such an interesting experience to teach international students, Erasmus students, the uh, C1, C2 level of, of academic English in Italy. Fantastic. Enormously fantastic. Yeah, or represent the university. So I had my first lecture in Italian, can you imagine an hour and a half presenting the slides about the university and describing what's happening, what we're doing in Italian. And cool. that, that, that was a life-changing moment to me because I, I didn't know I would be able to do it. Yeah, and again, initially um, driven by curiosity wish, desire, whatever. Okay, before we come to our present state and say where we are now, is there anything else you would like to mention as your career steps before you got here? Yes, of course, sure. Uh, my uh, linguistic uh, part of me, because I have a funny career uh, educational background because my... Um, BA is uh, linguistic, it's English and Ukrainian. Then my MA, one of my MAs, is um, higher education. Uh, what is it? Higher education teaching, right? University for higher Yeah, like uh, teaching in higher education for higher education. For, for higher education, okay. yeah. Yeah, so uh, there are a couple of names for it, but... Anyway, so I'm a professional teacher of university for like creating curriculums, mm -hmm. creating the engagement, creating the classroom work, uh, you know, doing the, um, you know, all, all of this red tape stuff with the, uh, what the course requires, blended learning, case studies, all, all of this. And then years after I had, I came back to linguistic part of it and I uh, was blessed to uh, get the, uh, the topic that I really wanted and was the person who actually could lead me because I'm not the easiest person to lead. Um, Are you a person to lead? No. I can be. If I want to, okay. Okay. I, uh, you, so you were lucky to find the person who could uh, be your scientific advisor. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes. And that, that, that was a blessing because for six years, I was pushed towards the PhD program and I didn't want to go knowing all this craziest uh, myth about or not that much myth about uh, how it is, what's the procedure and how it is done. So I really wanted to be only super legal, super clear, super uh, straightforward. I really wanted if I like, if I want, if I choose 
to uh, contribute that much time and effort into pursuing the uh, doctorate degree, doctorate program, I wanted to be true. So I, I, I actually was uh, so much absorbed by it and I appreciate every moment. And therefore the English neology got its own fan as well as the uh, philosophy of language and discourse analysis and after which I was invited to um, to become a part of the team with my scientific supervisor again link below yeah link below uh, and that, that was an honor to start a new career in the capital city uh, where nobody knows me, unlike back in my native town. And um, yeah, I and think we're that, talking that now was... about the capital city of Ukraine. Still. Ukraine, Kiev, right? So, and I'm really happy that right now the university I worked for, Grinchenko University, is top five universities at the moment in, in Ukraine out of 811 oh, that were accredited. Oh, wonderful by the international rank world ranking uh, the um, the edu rank educational establishment that is top five number five in ukraine really happy about it oh cool what happened then so life happened, then. <laughs> life happened and you're in a capital of another country now yes i am <laughs> Uh, we're now living in Berlin, and now I am cooperating with three universities here in Berlin, teaching students of the university's choice, the uh, professional English, business communication, academic writing, self and time management, and scientific methods. My recent uh, online lectures. Novel course. What about oh, you? Where are you now? What's your uh, current well, state, I'm state, one, uh, state actually, of city? Uh, I'm now 100 kilometers from Berlin. Cheers to that. See you as well when the lockdown is over. And um, it was such a pleasure actually to move uh, knowing that uh, you're already here. And knowing that, um, as I remember you said back then, when I told you I'm moving and going to live 100 kilometers from you, you said, oh, that's uh, about uh, the distance we had, or not about the distance, but about the time that separated us um, from uh, one another when uh, we got... Uh, to to see Back each other home, in yeah. metro, yeah, and uh, because of traffic jams and uh, and stuff, it took uh, around the same period of time to get from one place to another as it takes now from uh, Dessau to Berlin, and uh, so we are both in uh, Germany now. What I am doing here is. Uh, teaching English and Italian online. I've actually started, uh, yeah, I've uh, been teaching online since 2013 when I quit, uh, 
the academy we uh, both worked for and uh, started traveling a lot. I went to Italy many times for longer periods and so my decision at that time was to take my students with me and the best way and the only way to do so was uh, to start teaching online. So my first students were the ones who had uh, in-presence lessons with me but then chose to continue even if I moved to another country. And then uh, the time passed and I had more and more students who I had never seen in person and uh, one funny moment was when uh, one of my adult uh, male students came to visit me with his wife uh, in Reggio Calabria on their way to Sicily they just uh, chose to stop one day in Reggio Calabria just to get to know me in person we had a lovely evening together, and uh, um, so this was like getting to know people in another way, not first in person and then online, but first online and then in person, which is uh, also so nice, so sweet, and great experience. And then the longer I teach online, the more people... I know are those who I first see online and then hopefully also meet offline somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And some of them, yeah, digitally only. Meanwhile, people also move. I'm not the only one who moves. Yeah. My students also move and it's never the reason to stop lessons. People might travel. Um, change places, go to work, uh, emigrate, whatever, and continue having lessons if they choose to. So um, feeling so much privileged to have chosen this way of uh, working, especially now during the lockdown when it's not working in emergency for me, but uh, using, the, uh, using technologies to help um, being uh, to be connected, to stay connected, and to do the teaching work as I understand it should be done with the help of technologies and not just saying, I turn the internet on and that makes me an online teacher. But I think we could talk more about it on uh, that deserves the, whole, episode. the whole episode. Okay, so, well, I think we could uh, finish our self-presentation if there is not anything else you'd like to add. Uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, from what we said, we described the way it uh, was proceeding, but as well, I, uh, I was doing a lot of corporate work, so I was doing a lot of uh, freelance work. Mm -hmm. and uh, teaching for certificates, like starting with FCEC, IOTS, SAT. Mm -hmm. um, 
even for professional certificates and uh, sometimes for the uh, companies, the IT companies or the HR departments. So apart from being a academic teacher, only I think it seems like I'm having some kind of a background noise here. I'm sorry for that. Um, yeah, I had I had my opportunity to build up the whole department in uh, IT Academy for business English and soft skills, and to uh, scale it from two uh, groups up to 12, 13 groups. So I had my experience being the um, head of department. I, I would just say team lead. That would be more, mm -hmm. okay. more close to the reality. But uh, what I think the most important thing for our listeners to get to know is that um, that we are, I don't know, at least I can say that about myself. I am so much more than just a teacher. Uh, in the meaning of Whatever you just you see as an image to yourself, you may always have your tremors, your uh, non wanting to study, doing some exercise and so on. So I normally say I'm much beyond that, and uh, don't judge by your previous uh, experience and uh, don't mm. have unrealistic expectations. So I, I I normally help people to become more comfortable in uh, their representation, both professionally, academically, and uh, conversationally, and to find their voice, to find their, yeah, to find their voice in speaking, uh, in doing business internationally, right? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not, not just speak English, nobody needs to speak English any longer, right? We, we, we need it for uh, specific purposes, right? For to study no, uh, it depends to on stu what to study in the uh, I don't know, to study professionally, to grow in the professional development or presenting your company or presenting your product and so on. So if we're talking about what I am not, uh, I, I'm I'm not a, a person who can help people who don't know what to do uh, and to spend their time just to learn English for the sake of learning English. Mm -hmm. 